What space is space in? I hope I never forget this moment when my friend's son, seven years old, asked his mother this question. What space is space in? If the moon and the sun and the planets are all in space, he said, what space is space in? Several years ago, many, many years probably now, I took a Qigong workshop. Upon entering this huge ballroom, my eyes were drawn to an enormous sign with very large letters, 400 billion galaxies, one true source. So I checked before writing this sermon, maybe my memory was incorrect. Maybe the sign really said four billion galaxies. 400 billion seems like an awful lot of galaxies. Some 40 years ago, Carl Sagan taught the world that there were hundreds of billions of stars in the Milky Way alone, and perhaps as many as 100 billion galaxies within the observable universe. Although he never said it, the phrase billions and billions became synonymous with Sagan's name and also with the number of stars we think of as being inherent to each galaxy, as well as the number of galaxies contained within the visible universe. Would Sagan be surprised to hear that there are now at least two trillion, two trillion, trillion galaxies? And really the estimate is now between 6 trillion and 20 trillion galaxies. Wow, that's a lot of universe, a lot of space, a lot of space for space to be in. What we know now is that the universe is expanding. Take a moment just to get your, try to get your mind around that, right? how much space there actually is. It's astonishing. It's a wonder. It can make us seem inc feel incredibly small. If you need to feel it, I recommend this parking lot on a clear night when there's a new moon so it's quite dark and look up and see millions, probably billions and billions of stars. You'll have heard that there are several folks who have gone recently into space. We'll reserve judgment on the cost of that and whether or not that was wise or necessary or completely cool and amazing or a little bit of both. But I was interested to read what 90-year-old William Shatner of Star Trek fame had to say when he shared his experience of space travel. He thought that going into space would be the ultimate catharsis of that connection he had been looking for between all living things, that being up there would be the next beautiful step to understanding the harmony of the universe. But he looked into the vast blackness of space on one side of the ship and then back to the blue-green earth and felt incredible sadness. I could see the curvature of earth, the beige of the desert, 
the white of the clouds, the blue of the sky. It was life, nurturing, sustaining life, Mother Earth, Gaia. I discovered that the beauty isn't out there. It's down here with all of us. G.K. Chesterton asked, how can we contrive to be at once astonished at the world and yet at home in it? This month's Soul Matters small group packet says that our task then as people of faith, the religious task, the spiritual task, is to hang out with that vastness of the universe until we recognize our part in it. Astronomers tell us contemplation of the vast universe doesn't make them feel smaller. It makes them realize the larger story of which they are a part. We are stardust, as they say. From the vastness we came and to it we will return. In other words, the path of wonder is not so much about feeling small, it's about feeling connected. And this is what William Shatner realized on his space odyssey. He writes that he was filled with overwhelming sadness because of leaving the earth behind. That he realized that the beauty for him was not out there, but down here with all of us. Leaving that behind made my connection to our tiny planet even more profound, he wrote. Every day, he says, we're confronted with the knowledge of further destruction of Earth at our hands, the extinction of animal species, of flora and fauna, things that took five billion years to evolve, and suddenly we will never see them again because of the interference of humankind. There's a name for this awareness, it turns out, of being in space and looking back at it. And it's not uncommon among astronauts. <clears throat> Essentially, when someone travels to space and views Earth from, it, from orbit, a sense of the planet's fragility takes hold. Author Frank White first coined the term in 1987, um, Overview effect is what it's called. Overview effect. There are no borders or boundaries on our planet except those that we create in our minds or through human behaviors, Frank White says. All the ideas and concepts that divide us when we're on the surface begin to fade from orbit and the moon. And the result is a shift in worldview and in identity. It can change the way we look at the planet, but also how we look at other things like countries, ethnicities, religions. It can prompt an instant reevaluation of our shared harmony and a shift in focus to all the wonderful things we have in common instead of what makes us different. Shatner writes, it reinforced tenfold my own view of the power of our beautiful, mysterious, collective 
human entanglement. I love that phrase. And eventually it returned a feeling of hope to my heart, he says. In this insignificance we share, we have one gift that other species perhaps do not. We are aware, not only of our insignificance, but the grandeur around us that makes us insignificant, that allows us perhaps a chance to rededicate ourselves to our planet, to each other, to life and love all around us if we seize that chance. If we seize that chance. From imagining of the vastness of space, I invite you back here on earth and I invite you to bring your focus to the Uwari Mountains of North Carolina, more like foothills really, to a Baptist girls camp. On the lower level of the main building is a laundry room and jutting into that room, surrounded by the flat concrete floor is a rather large rock. It juts about six or eight feet into the room. It's four or five feet wide about two and a half feet high. I thought of it then when I was there and still do as a small wonder of the world, or at least of my world. It's a beautiful rock. Part of the wonder of it for me then is the choice to leave it as part of the room rather than removing it by blasting it or bulldozing it. Maybe that was impossible anyway, but what the founders of the camp did instead was they built a table over the rock. A table where staff stand to fold their laundry while, and then get to know each other and catch up each, on each other's lives and the events of the week. It's an interesting and beautiful choice to me, a small wonder when it could have been decided to destroy it. It for me represents a choice to remain connected to the land, to honor that land, to the earth, and to what was there before. It almost feels like the entire camp is grounded and founded and built around that one rock. It's astonishing, really, a wonder. Wonder, then, is not just the vastness of the universe, but also what we call the mundane, the red-winged blackbird. The mundane of our daily lives, we call it. The beautiful, wondrous, mundane song and dance of the dailiness of life. I wonder how many of us are sad or have forgotten how to be happy or remember what it is we really love about life. After two and a half years, this pandemic is getting pretty old. It is tempting to quit, to let the inertia and overwhelm of the pandemic keep us from the joy of being alive. I wonder how many of us forget to be astonished. And not just forget to be astonished, but forget that being astonished is even a possibility. 
and that is often an antidote for sadness. Sometimes we have to make ourselves remember to be astonished, to carve out time and do it with intention, to be awed, to remember to be awed, not just at the billions and billions of stars and galaxies, but at the small wonders like rocks or bridges or crickets or love to look with wonder at our daily lives. So I invite you to do that, to not give in to despair, but to intentionally, consciously seek out experiences of wonder. It may feel kind of fake at first, but keep at it. Feel that connection to life as brief and ultimately fragile. Feel the connection to each other. Remember to look up and around, but also to look across, look to each other. Remember to be astonished and also to know that this is for this life here, home. We are on this earth, home. You are, we are home here.